0: The issues discussed on the Row Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency and are the views of the host or guest only. Any persons discussed may be fictional for comedic purposes. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised.
1: I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to fall over, make a mistake. That oftentimes cripples people on the onset of getting to into anything. The first time I ever picked up the DJ Dex was horrible. Horrible now. But I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid of that feeling. It actually propels me and works quite the opposite. I can do 18-22 hours a day easily. I'm a veteran at being able to look at an opportunity and go, is that gonna take me further or not? Some people don't have that, you won't. It's something you develop, you know, that's why most times out of 10, any head of a company has been doing it for a long time because they inherently can make a decision in the blink of an eye. But you have to learn that. My breakthrough was actually deciding I wanted to be an actor. The other thing that's important, I think, is to keep your head down. You know, keep your head down. Like when I swim 25 laps, guaranteed if I look up and start counting those laps, I'm petered out by 15. If I put my head down and keep working away and work at technique, work at internal rhythm, work at, mm, I hit that length, I don't even know what length I'm on, guarantee you I'll look up and it'll be 20 and two more, three more to go. I think people find themselves incrementally checking how far they've gone. And that, you know, when you compare it to anybody else or whatever, it's just a, it's a recipe for disaster. Just keep banging on, you know, that's the most important. Mountain climbers would probably tell you the same thing, you know, there's no point looking. The difference between climbing hundred feet and climbing five hundred feet is a point of view. You won't know you're at the top until you get there, pal. And that's what you need to remember, just don't look down. It changed my life. It turned my dreams into a reality. It gave me an actual, tangible target to go, oh, actually, I could do this. That was my, that was my biggest breakthrough. Of course, there have been numerous breakthroughs over my career and my life, which I'm all proud of, but none so much as that realisation that I want to be an actor. Know what your target is. Don't guess it. Be as clued up as the next man because that's, that's, that's your petrol, that's your, 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 your fuel to get you moving. If you don't know where you're going, what your targets are, you're never gonna get there. Period. Work hard, sleep less.
2: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Roll Call Room Podcast. And now, your hosts, Nick and Mike.
3: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ah,
0: motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Salud, man. Raise a glass. This is our first filmed episode of the roll call room. Much
3: more to come. Mm-hmm. Salud, Mike. Good to see that you showed up today in the studio. And this guy. <laughs> uh, it's been uh, it's been rough carrying this show on my back. Has it? Mm-hmm. I'm sure. It uh, has. Let's see this what guy I did. Has
0: nothing going on. That's why
3: he's always down here. Uh, did two episodes with Elizabeth, uh, two really good episodes. She did a great job. Uh, um, yeah, this is was great. She did. She did. She really did. Yeah. And then Bree's follow-up episode, uh, really, really good job. Um, and I just got word that Bree's mother has agreed to come onto the show and tell her side of the story.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's pretty
3: freaking cool. So, uh, super excited about that. Um, some cool things that have been going on in the background. Mike just said we're now doing video. So now you can see Mike and I. Uh, and you can see that there is absolutely this is the reason why we delayed being on video because
0: negative, not this of the face. way
3: Mike looks. Please um, had to do the widescreen form. Just kidding. Um <laughs> Jesus. <had you> wi- <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> so uh the other thing is is that um we are wearing our first warrior gear. Uh, Mike yeah, is wearing first his hat. I'm wearing my hat. I'm wearing my shirt uh, from the first warrior guys. They sent us a whole care package. Thank you guys. They'll be on the show in a couple of weeks. Super excited about that. We'll have uh, Nate, Chris, and Jay in here. Uh, first time that we'll have three guests in here, right, Mike? Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. It's uh, gonna be dope. Those guys pretty, are legit. Yeah, it's gonna be a three-way. Uh, no, five-way. Five. Uh, Five some. Five some. <laughs> yeah. That's video optional. I think we need a permit for that. <laughs> um, and in studio we have our good friend Charlie in here. The Charlie. Man the Myth the legend. Um Charles.
2: Happy to be here. Yeah, Happy
3: Charles. To here. Welcome
0: to the show. Charlie
3: is retired. He did 72 years in the police department.
0: <laughs> so what was that? The first brigade that you were. <laughs> yeah.
3: So how was it getting into a gunfight with a musket? <laughs> You stay right there. No, let's hear, hear ye. Hear
2: ye. Hold hear ye. steady.
3: Follow, dude. Put your lantern <laughs> out. You're backlighting me.
2: <laughs> I will uh, say this: I came on in the times where they did have semi-automatics, not the revolvers. So.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. A
2: modder.
3: What A year did you start? 1993. Yeah. Nice. Oh my God, Mike. How old were you? Uh, I was in fourth grade. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs>
2: Yes,
0: it's uh, uh, Holy Charles may be my father. <laughs> All right. All right. No. So uh, <laughs> uh, uh so
1: we have
3: the have results and you <laughs> you are, are the not. father. <laughs> so
0: so let's talk a little bit about, about more about uh Charlie here. Uh Charlie's a huge fan of the show. He's a good friend of mine. He was a mentor to me when I started in the police department, I always looked up to this guy. Same. Uh, why? Because he was always so fucking happy 24-7, always smiling yes, and always yes, positive. Yes, yes, Uh Especially in, a, in an environment where the culture is always negative, negative, negative. Mm-hmm. Charlie always was positive. And I, I was always drawn to that. Like, you know, is this guy fucking, you know, need to be uh, TDO'd for uh, a mental fucking thing? Is he really on happy pills or this guy's like genuinely looks at things in a positive light so um you know when i was in uh field training i would always see we were on the same shift when i uh-huh. first started and uh i was with uh gh uh-huh. as fucking maniac and uh this guy was always smiling and shit rolling up the calls and stuff so when i got to know charlie he was um he uh, i guess is a as a kennedy so his dad did the job for how many years
3: 34
2: years wow, wow. That's Started impressive. In 63 Whew. how long did you do before you retired 25 Jeez, 25 so years so
0: 26 and two weeks. Th- right yeah okay so just wow. over 25
2: wow yeah but uh and there's it, a reason for that because my dad told me he goes if you can get out at 25 and start something new he goes do it hmm, yeah. and we when we went to the the, the new uh, retirement Mm-hmm. It was defined contribution at first. Now it's defined benefit, which makes it easier to leave because you know what you're getting. You're able to budget. But he said, get out at 25 if you can.
3: Mm-hmm. Did he regret doing anything more than 25? No. No. He really enjoyed the job. Oh, he loved He the job, really man. loved the job.
2: He, he liked the job. He he had a temporary assignment on motors for 27 years. Oh,
3: man.
0: And- temporary? <laughs>
3: sounds like a chief job Man, <laughs> he
0: must have had some good pictures of the chief back then yeah bro. yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah you remember this bikini shot yeah. so
0: getting in more into that um so is, so your dad did it for would you say 37 years 34 years. 34 years yeah. okay uh-huh. Uh-huh. which is like 68 years in reality you know um so why is this something that you always wanted to do and get into in law enforcement well, no. let's say when, what year did you retire
2: 2018
0: okay so fairly recent so you've seen it from the beginning from you hearing your stories from your dad and then seeing what that was like in the 60s 70s 80s coming in the 90s that's right and then leaving under this new change after the ferguson effect so you Mm -hmm. you have a lot of a lot of stuff to bring to the show as far as sharing that information we definitely want to talk about that because we get i know this is our bragging session so if you don't like it fast forward fucking 30 seconds because we don't care anymore So we're over, what, 40,000
3: listeners? 40,000 listeners, yep.
0: 40,000 listeners in Brazil. Welcome to Brazil.
3: Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Belgium just joined us. Belgium. Belgium. Nice. And um, there's one other one. You just talked to Charles. Brazil, No, there's another one. I took a picture of it. Yeah, I took a picture of it.
0: Um, Um, I won't. Belize. Oh, my god. Belize just
3: joined us today. Belize. All
0: right. Um, I'm still married. I will stay in the States. (laughs) 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 I'm never going there. Mm. Anyways, um... Ever. Um, so, yeah. Now I'm really fucking. Oh my gosh. Belize and Brazil. Oh, jeez. Anyway, sorry. Incredible. Um, that's awesome. Welcome. However you say that and fucking whatever. <laughs> um. So tell us a little bit of. So you retired 2018. Came in '93. Mm-hmm. Why? Why did you do it? Did, why'd you get into law enforcement? What drew you to the profession?
2: Well, I'll I'll make this clear. My dad never pushed me. Mm -hmm. in fact i didn't want to be a cop at first Mm -hmm. i was telling you some stories i wanted to be a radio dj oh in fact i was the dj my uh junior and senior year at my high school Mm -hmm. i was taking all the media classes and stuff but long story short the guy said i didn't have it for radio or tv broadcasting and he told me to find something else to do (laughs) so follow your dreams don't right. don't care what people say Did
3: that guy later on become a deputy chief
2: i don't know <laughs> oh, i don't know what <laughs> but stay focused. What? stay focused go ahead in shmaryland but being around law enforcement as long as i have mm-hmm. because my godfather was on the police department oh wow. shit! and my godmother was one of the first lady females on the you know the lady females, one of the first lady officers on the police department. Wow. So I've, I've been around it and then he had a lot of friends that would come over and we, you know, again, I was just all around it. Went to the camp when I was. Oh, wow. So it's just something I wanted to try and I ended up really enjoying it. And now going back to being happy all the time, that's not something that is in me that was learned. My mm-hmm. dad was mm-hmm. like that all the time. Mm. Never. I, I, I don't ever remember coming, him coming home in a bad mood. Interesting. And um, he just, and that's where I learned it. That's why, I, that's the way I thought it was. Hmm.
0: So what do you think? Do you think that the guys around him and the guys in his squad were the same or they salty? Like guys like your godfather and everybody, like was your dad the only one that carried himself like that from what you
2: saw at that age? It was, it was mixed. It's just like right now. There's some people that love the job and then, yeah, you know, the, I heard one of your, your buddy from New York said, you can't take it. You, you can't help but take it home. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's how you deal with it. Yeah. yeah, it, It's how you, you know, and, and my dad dealt with it by, I'm, I'm sure he had bad days. Mm-hmm. In fact, he was almost run down during a bank robbery. Mm-hmm. The car that tried to run him down was high centered over his motorcycle. It oh actually ran over his motor oh, shit. and, um. So i'm sure he's had he's had bad days right but um it's it's just you know, they say there's a mindset for police work but there's also a mindset for going home mm. and it's very important yeah it's yeah. very important to it's very important to train yourself on the streets mm-hmm. yeah but you also can't forget to train yourself when you come home never ever leave your house angry
3: yeah
0: yeah
2: never ever leave your house angry because like it or not, and I don't want to sound like a like I'm a Debbie Downer, mm-hmm. but when you raise your hand and you put your hand on the Bibles, to protect and defend the Constitution, yeah. you're basically signing your death warrant. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. whether or not yeah. it's served on you.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So especially never, now, more than ever.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So never leave your house angry at your family, at your wife,
3: mm-hmm.
2: or you know your husband. Because you never know if you're going to walk back in that th- the front door.
3: That's great advice. So just
2: uh, enjoy the job. Take it seriously. Right. But also take your family and take your outside life seriously too. Yeah. This this is a right. means to an end. Mm-hmm. So,
0: it, and, and I, 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 I mean, man, I have so many questions because uh, we're really close. We are really close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I consider Charlie one of my best friends um, and a mentor like a big brother. But- so how did you because you are one of the very you survived the profession you mm-hmm. didn't leave early you could have left early, but you stayed. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't commit suicide. you survived the profession you survived the ups and downs, PTSD, everything you're still on your first marriage yeah. praise God right That's right and um, and you're a great dad. so what what was the number one takeaway? that you would give to a new person coming in the door or a rookie with one to five years on, especially now. And I know we're asking this question early on in this show, but it's a good way to start with a good foundation. So what would, what's the number one takeaway that you would say? Because I know you did like jujitsu and shit for a while and you always, you're, you're a defensive tactics instructor. That was always your thing. Mm -hmm. Always be prepared and be ready. That's right. Um, but what's the number one thing that helped you keep that balance as advice for younger guys
2: and girls? Know your limitations uh mm-hmm. you know if, if if you're going through hard times it people say that you're you're weak if you display that display any characteristics that you need help mm-hmm. that's not true at all you're weak if you don't get help mm-hmm. because it takes a stronger person to ask for help than it does to let it sit and fester yeah. and when it sits and festers it's going to blow up and it it's just not going you're not going to be in a good place so you have to be able to come to terms with this job may mess with you mentally. It yeah. may mess mess with you mentally. And when it does, when you don't discuss it with others, that's when it start affects your home life. Mm-hmm. Because when you come home, you have to vent to somebody. And you end up taking it out on the people that you love and you just don't want to do that. Yeah. So I would say to the new people, the, you know, in new, so what's new, you know, from the time that you start the academy, I would say to five, six years, mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: enjoy the job, have fun, take it seriously, but also take yourself seriously. Yeah. And, you know, it's nothing personal. Yeah. We, I I take that back. When I first started, it was nothing personal. I'm talking about the people that you deal with on the streets. It was literally cops and robbers. Right. 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 They did not want, Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't want to get arrested. So they tried not to. Nowadays, the whole climate has changed.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. Political and on the street. That's right. What was,
2: what's the
0: number one best thing that you've seen change in policing that should have happened years ago? Technology.
2: Mm. Without a doubt. Wow. I mean, yeah. I I remember, in in just a quick story. Well, you guys had to send pigeons, right? Yeah, we, oh we did God, the homie God pigeons. My, come on. You know oh, when I started, smoke sick. Stop. Don't,
0: don't do that. Stop. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: When, I, when I started, they it's, still had call boxes. Uh. It, oh my God. They, 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 there were three locations yeah. that had call boxes.
0: So oh you, had to, like, you, you had to like, yeah, slapjack, and you're like, <laughs> hey, come here, son, where is hey,
2: Pick up that trash, here, <laughs> hey. But they they, <laughs> they quickly. The- hey, Mister Ness. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> although with, uh, technology, there is a, there is a good and bad side of it. I, um, then what's,
0: oh my gosh, stop, oh, sorry. dude. Sorry. He's gone. a Good track. He said I'm porn. So- oh, sorry. That's well, a different the,
3: episode.
2: Continue. Sorry. I
3: I apologize.
2: <laughs> well, there's the MD Bs or MDTs, however whatever.
3: whatever. Yeah.
2: I like them. I think they're great. When I started, it was a pad of paper that you you velcroed onto your steering wheel. Oh my god! And you, went, you got shit, the call over Jesus. the air. And then how we, did you
0: do updates while running emergency response? You, you didn't, just you, didn't. You, you, you just got there and figured it out. You listened. Did you put your oh. quill in your in your stop? <laughs> I have so many questions, bro. Shut the fuck up. So you had a notepad. Yeah, notepad. Was the do- did the department provide you with the notepad, or you had to get your own?
2: Well, they they gave us the double sevens. I heard you talk. The big about ass ours. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't fit on the steering wheel, so I would just go get a regular... Double-sided Velcro or whatever, and Velcro that shit on there. Damn. And, and
0: then, then ride it by hand. Ride it by hand. And run in fucking 100 miles an hour.
3: <laughs> what kind of car was
0: <laughs> Holy it? Holy shit. I had
2: the box Caprice was my first nice, car. Nice. It, nice. it did not have the governors for the... Uh, the Isn't that traction the 9C1 control? Corvette
0: oh. motor, God. right? Yeah, not, it was. 9C1 or 9... c one zr one something.
3: Yeah. Corvette motor. Yeah.
2: And it was, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know that's like, when they didn't care
3: about your safety. <laughs> yeah, just
0: like, there was no airbags. <laughs>
2: There's no airbags. <laughs> it's,
3: it's just a cartoon on the steering wheel with a person that does this. Yes.
0: Did you guys? You, I mean, vests wasn't didn't even become mandatory till later. What they weren't, like they weren't mandatory, but they weren't when ago. I started. Either. No, it wasn't until like two thousand six, seven. Yeah, they made you it could, You had to
3: have it in your trunk. Yeah but you didn't have to wear it, which always like baffled me.
2: It baffled me too. Cause I, from day one, always, always wore Always, it. Wore, the always wore it. And it's, uh, now well, they, you'd
0: be in your office at headquarters wearing a fucking vest. Dude. Yeah.
2: I, if I put the, well,
0: you
3: didn't want to catch a bullet from a commander. <laughs> no, what I'm the asshole.
2: <laughs> I'm the asshole. All
3: right. All right. Easy. Lieutenant. Go ahead. <laughs> Here we uh, go. Here we go. Oh jeez. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I, um uh, if I was in uniform, I was, I had a vest on. <laughs> There was not a time when that didn't happen, and that's just because right. you, and especially today, and the like I said, the climate today, you can be sitting down or waiting in line for a cup of coffee, and somebody would want to try you, and it's. Uh, so the technology, you, was it just like,
0: was the radio. Like the same, the no. technology with the radio or no, the radio didn't have portables, right? You only had in-car radios, see the, right?
2: See, the the radio was about the size of this, this little box. So you had a fucking <laughs> oh, brick, God, yeah, it a was brick a on the side of your and, fucking. And then you didn't have a radio in your car. You had what what's called the converticom You had to put your hip radio in this convertible. Oh, <laughs> that's Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the messed up thing is if you had to jump out of the car real quick- Oh, you forgot it. Oh forgot your radio. Oh. Because if it, you know, you weren't thinking, I got to press this button, release it, then put it back into my pouch, and then chase after this person.
0: So, let's talk about tools. Okay. You didn't have fucking tasers. No tasers. No M4 rifles. You had shotguns. Shotguns. Which I think we still Remington? use today. I have
2: one. <laughs> I, in fact, when they wanted me to get a patrol rifle, I- i fought tooth and nail to keep my 870 i loved the shotgun. really, really? i love the shotgun.
3: you know what's weird is uh my shotgun on the side of it has etched on the side property of elliot ness <laughs> which i think is super weird
0: <laughs> we're getting new ones because those have like hundreds of thousands of yeah. rounds put their own but anyway so you your shotgun what else you had did you have a flapjack the little one
2: no, we had the PR twenty four. So you had the big stick. I love we, the had PR24 we had the PR twenty four. We had the PR twenty four before they took them away with the ring.
3: I still have mine. So of course you do. <laughs> and that's another. You thing. You won't after this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was Mike. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it wasn't comfortable carrying the PR twenty four sitting in the car. So again.
3: Oh yeah. If, did you carry
0: it behind that? Like like. I yeah, shoved it in between it out. the seat. Yeah. Showtime, baby. Yeah. So you had you had your gun. Mm-hmm. All right. You had your PR twenty four. That's right. Yep. You had your fucking brick of a radio. You can all use shackles.
2: Uh, one no. pair of cuffs. But one I, pair of cuffs.
0: Yeah. carrier, No one no unless out of occur tactical shit. No you know, limited on pockets in storage.
3: OC. OC. Yeah. For,
0: how big was the OC? The the OC was,
2: this was the problem with the OC. They got the flip top now. The yeah. other ones didn't have the flip top.
3: Oh, so you can accidentally uh, hit it. And it, it's it
2: happened because it was mine was positioned right where my seatbelt buckled and uh, if you shifted the wrong way it would push it down and you would oc yourself during the course of the night oh my god it was god. miserable <laughs> funny at the same time so but.
0: do you have any stories about that
3: <laughs> O.C.ing uh,
0: yourself. He yourself
3: he just took my uh, thing i just wrote down what was the biggest prank that you've seen it's well, you're the funniest now, so shit
0: tell. that you've ever seen in 26 years
2: oh there's a, there's a there's i know so give
0: me the top three
2: well in, in the part that I used to work, there were payphones at the time because you uh-huh. had the beepers. And, yeah, and I got the group that I was on. We then—I don't know if this is funny, but this is the way we, you had to be—you had to take initiative and do different things for the, the police work. The payphones were a, a, a place where there are a lot of problems, so you go in there at the beginning of the night and just spray it down with OC.
3: Oh my god!
2: <laughs> and someone <laughs> would pick it up. <laughs> no, that phone wasn't touched for the rest of the night. That's that's,
0: Dude, folks, that's hilarious, folks, bro. That's why Could we you have imagine? the
2: 21st century
3: policing yeah. report right there. No, that's awesome. That's I awesome. love that. Yeah, I it, love it, it worked. It sure did. Yeah. So they're like, "What the fuck?" And they're like,
0: <laughs> running across the street uh, until they run out of traffic and blasted by a bus, and you're like, well, "Fucking they, drive off." Well, it, it
2: didn't affect them, <laughs> didn't affect them like oh, that. that didn't go as planned. But they smelt it. No, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure.
0: That's fucking hilarious. So how many how many how many pay phones like just one common like open air
2: drug market pay yeah, phone? There were two. in, <laughs> in particular. Mm. And um that's ingenious. That's community I love policing that. right that's there. Well, it's, I mean, it, it's either go there, shoo them off and they come back and we do that six or seven times a night. But if they can't if they can't use the phone,
3: it gets a yeah. Little, Process, it, yeah. yeah, it's eliminated.
2: I mean, I don't I see don't anything like wrong that, with man. that. I don't think so. I, like I either. think the statues of limita- statutes of oh. limitation statutes of limitations. Like oh yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Done. <laughs> Nobody listens to this show anyway. Yeah, there
2: you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what else? That's number one, top yeah. three. I know I'm putting you on the spot, bro. Yeah, I mean, I <sighs> giving the people what they want.
2: <laughs> see, I mean, as far as our equipment, or just just what's like funny?
0: What? Like, all right, so um, I take well, I like to do. I know I'm digressing, but we've, me and Nick have talked a lot about doing, um, honoring guys that survived the profession. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to do something like best and worst of, you know, if, I'm sure you've gotten a Valor. What was that about? What happened there? Uh, what part of the job you took home with you that you didn't want to take home and like kind of like memorable stuff that way we can really humanize the badge and see how much this job affects us. Cause we're humans, just like yeah. everybody else. You know what I mean? So, um, but i want to hear some funny shit too man because the shit that you i mean we couldn't get away with you know fucking oc the the wi-fi at mcdonald's or some <laughs> shit <laughs> you can't i don't know well i i don't know the booths at mcdonald's where they hang out and shit
2: yeah i, I, I i'm not much into praising myself there was one particular incident that i i thought that I, I don't know why it happened i don't know why i got called there It wasn't even my beat wasn't even my sector but uh i got called for a uh to assist a citizen mm-hmm. and he was concerned about his uh future ex-wife they were in the middle of a divorce and she wasn't answering the door so we go there and it's myself and, an, and a sergeant and there's no answer at the door we hear dogs barking so he's really concerned he says it's not like this at all so it's a garden style apartment on the third floor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I can see that the screen door on the sliders are open. Mm. So because I'm at the time 26, I scaled, mean? I scaled up the, yeah. to the third Damn. floor onto the balcony and I got in and I, and I looked around and, um, there were dogs in the, in the room. So we ended up calling, um, there were dogs in the other room, but I, there was nobody else in, the house so i I yelled down to sarge i go there doesn't appear to be anybody in here Mm -hmm. so as i'm walking out back to the balcony for some reason i don't know why it happened Mm -hmm. but i looked over and i saw that the chain was on the door Mm. oh boy shit and you don't and that doesn't happen unless somebody's in there so i said sarge there's somebody's in here the chain's on the door so um animal controls right around the corner they came and got the dogs what happened was is this lady tried to. Kill herself. She wrapped her head with a plastic bag, duct taped it around her neck, and shoved herself under the bed. Oh
3: mm, my god. Shit.
2: And um
3: was it a target bag? No. Oh.
2: Uh-huh. What I know what you're talking with about with that.
3: They're very sturdy. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> oh god, so too... you know Stop.
2: Go uh, ahead. The medics <laughs> came. <What> the fuck? <laughs> I know what you're talking about.
0: I don't <laughs> the, go ahead.
2: The, the medics came and she, they said that she was a few minutes away from dying. As soon as they cut the bag off or took her in there, the doctor shit. said that, you know, but for that not happening, she would have been dead. Wow. And she called me a couple weeks later and thanked me.
3: Did she tie um, her hands or, or yeah. just surprised her basic? How long do you thing? think she
2: was under there? I don't know. It was, a, it was at least 20 minutes. From, wow! because we had got the call i got there and then 20 minutes later is when we discovered oh, so that's terrible But she thanked me and i you know i maybe i was maybe my whole career was for nothing but to save that lady i don't know wow. yeah and, wow.
0: yeah uh, yeah yeah
2: so wow i you know stuff like that i take away and then there's there's stuff that you just you can't unsee yeah you know I, you you go into a uh an apartment or a house and somebody had died you talked about i i heard an episode about a sock
3: uh. <laughs> good old yeah. pizza Hut boy yeah that's
0: <laughs> him
2: thought, thought that was interesting we'll see. and i and i've seen i've seen stuff like that people I've have never seen attack. the
3: hand like
2: stay on the member though
3: yeah
0: it was like
2: i've seen one of those that's why when i was really talking, yeah. yeah and but shit. and that's it was terrible were, the vcr was on a loop oh, uh, oh
3: no what so was, was it like ah,
2: ah, was ah. he watching
3: barney
2: <laughs> i love you you love me <laughs> well it was it was just it's just stuff like that again there's and and back to the point earlier there's stuff that you take home stuff yeah, that you yeah. don't take home you know in cops have a sick sense of humor but that's a way to deal with things you have you you have to you have to deal with it in in a certain way because if you don't it's going to drive you it'll eat you right yeah it'll eat you alive yeah and then you 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 know friends come and go people leave the pd Mm -hmm. i've and uh, unfortunately people die
0: and, yeah and yeah. that's
2: just that's just the way it is that's that's the nature of the beast when it comes to this job yeah and if if you accept it it's uh it doesn't make things easier yeah but it makes things tolerable and then dealing with it is a second part of it well yeah.
0: let me ask you this with your in relation to your marriage how much information if any did you ever share with your wife about like day-to-day operational or just like things that bothered you
2: well, I I, share, I try to share as much as I can. But then after a while, she's like, it sounds like the other story that you told before. Because, you know, stuff gets repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, mm. I, I try not to come home in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. But we're human. Yeah. yeah. It might not be because of the job. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be because of traffic. When you live... Where we yeah. live, Jeez. traffic is uh, twenty miles. Did take you, you an hour and a half. Did
0: you? What kind of besides doing jujitsu and stuff? And that might be the answer to my next question. But what kind of coping skills did you do? Because I know that you like to drink. You know, we oh. like to have a couple of brewskis and stuff. Let's phrase it, it. Yeah, right here. Salud, so brother. And I know that you like to drink, but I know that you never. You know, you're not. You don't take. You don't. Yeah, you, know, you handle yourself. You don't oh, yeah. get sloppy yeah. or anything like that. But what other coping exercise? And, Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
2: and and I, i'm proud. the one thing i there's there's a couple of things i'm proud of what i did but the one thing that really stands out to me is the first sam brown belt i got in 1993
0: mm-hmm. i still wore, wore
2: it i wore it up until 20 2017 until it literally disintegrated. wow <laughs> wow and, Hell it was, yeah. and it was a 34 36 and i still had some room on there so good for uh, you it's just maintaining and the exercise like
3: yeah. you're a right?
0: No, dickhead. I'm a 38. <laughs> and what are you? I'm a 36? Oh, yeah. Today. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. I get so, some cookies so, for you.
2: Yeah, get in the gym or do something. <laughs> cookies.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, man. We're going to break this little band boy. You should let Charlie take the music, man. All right, no, uh, I'm going to break this to
2: How about some 80s music? Yeah, 80s. what do you want? Yeah, All, let's, right, let's you. Yeah. All right, I got you. There we go. Yeah. All right, folks. Leave a message. <laughs>
3: We're going to take a break, <laughs> and we'll be right back.
0: Do you want to help the Roll Call Room podcast keep going? Of course you do. Join Patreon and pledge to the show each month. Tiers start at $5 and you could get some pretty cool shit with it, including swag and access to listen to episode clips early. So put that Starbucks coffee down and help my dad keep the show going. Don't be a fucking Steve. Go to rollcallroom.com to pledge today.
2: I'm a soldier.
1: I'm a soldier
3: all right we are back from break
0: i'm a soldier
3: in studio st- have no that was eminem uh
0: yeah, um, but they
3: did a g unit remix bro yeah but that wasn't it um shut the fuck up <laughs> all right uh in studio we still have charlie charlie um,
2: charlie welcome back Welcome. thank back, you charlie. thank you happy to be here thank you for happy coming in here. and telling thank you the- to your audience for yeah. listening to me
0: so yeah, uh the number one question, and the biggest feedback that we get a lot of um, besides shit stories, we'll get to your shit story on patrol later. Um, what, as far as a political standpoint, what is the biggest thing you've seen change? Mm, let me, let me, let me change this. Okay. Yeah. What, I have two parts to this question. That's my first part. What's the biggest thing you've have seen change and how has that been for you?
2: Well, I mean, the, the attitude towards police mm. in general,
3: it mm-hmm. used to be the politicians or citizens,
2: everybody, yeah, everybody. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, you know, some, <sighs> we had, I heard, I heard on your show before that there are bad actors in every, mm-hmm, in every right. profession. Mm-hmm. The problem with police, the p- police profession is that it gets the most media. Yeah. I, I, and again, nothing to our firefighter audience. I bet you there's a lot of stuff going on with firefighters, but that's just not exploding in yeah. the media. Yeah. yeah. And.
3: Cause they're sleeping.
2: Well, they're, or, you know. this guy, stop. <laughs> love you firefighters. Yeah, I really I do. I mean, Bobby's going to
3: kick your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love you, Bobbo. But I mean, when people ask me, when I get that question, I, I, I usually answer it like this. When, when you're driving down the road and see a fire truck behind you, what do you do? And the answer generally is, I know they're going to go help somebody. So I got to get out of the way. (laughs) Oh shit! And then I say, well, when you see a police officer behind you, what do you do? Slam on the brakes. No, they look down at their speedometer. Yeah. Because it's such a negative connotation to see the blue and reds or the blues behind you. Mm -hmm. And it's getting worse yeah. yeah and it's uh it you know no longer the days where well i shouldn't say that. It, it, that a lot of people do still support the police department yeah i get it but if you if you just paid attention to the media you would think that the police are or or gestapo and they every everything that they do is is for themselves and not for the good of the order and it's yeah. and that's just not the case and I'm, and i and i know this I know that you got a large audience, so I'm I'm sort of preaching to the choir. But you don't hear anything good Mm -hmm. about police. I I search the internet, and there's hundreds and hundreds of these heartwarming, good stories about the police, but that one you know you could have, you could hit a hundred home runs during a season a baseball season but you miss you strike out during that pivotal yeah, time the biggest piece of shit yeah. in the league yeah. and that's what you're going to be known for yeah. and that's what that's what police work you
0: know? I, I was thinking about this earlier um when i was at work um today you know, yes dick While i was working today i was thinking about this earlier i'm like people have this we've we've drastically changed the perception of police and what the expectation mm-hmm. is Mm-hmm. It's law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's laws on the books that your politician put on whatever, whether we're in a commonwealth, it's common law, whatever the fucking law is, there's laws. And there's guys and girls that got to enforce it, and that's where we come in. The problem is we've swayed so far away from black and white, now people expect us to give things to them mm-hmm. when we're giving our lives every day. Yes. And, and the thing about what, I don't agree with this narrative as far as like fucking all these, you know, uh, hugging babies and everything else is because good cops have been doing that all along. Uh, They've been, that never went away.
2: That's right. And, and it, it's sad that you have to focus on that. Yeah. Now we have
0: to magnify and record everything and let's make sure we put it on the fucking department, social media and everyone to, and now it's forced. It's not natural like it used to be because we're selfless as it is. We're out. We're not talking about millennials that sit in their fucking cruiser and look at Facebook all day. I'm talking about where we're engaging, we're making a mm-hmm. difference, where there's a balance. When we were in community policing, there was a balance. Yeah. Right. You fucking just as, as gentle you were with people, you were just as heavy handed with them. But see, that because that, that's what they needed. That's what they needed.
2: Yeah. And I think that also has a lot to do with your fellow co worker. Mm-hmm. Because when I moved to my position, I caught hell. Mm-hmm. You're not a real cop anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. what are you doing that for? Go out there and make an arrest. And, you know, and, and I, and I get that perspective, but you know, the whole barbecue squad mentality with the mm-hmm. other officers, mm-hmm. right? it, 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 it sort of puts a bummer. It, it's a bummer because you, you can't, there has to be a yin and a yang. To Well, that's, it. that's, that's, that's
0: internal though. Yeah. Because that's happened, you know, that happened when I was, until you're there yeah, mm-hmm. like me, and then you see what they've done. You're like, well, holy fuck. These guys work
3: Yeah, like right. your
0: job. When I started working with you and doing projects, with you, I'm like, man, this is a lot of fucking work here. This yeah. guy does dude. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know it. You just see him always smiling. You know, this guy doesn't do shit. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, I can say <laughs> this.
2: I, <laughs> when you did your list to Steve, yeah, you, you might be a Steve. If yeah, I was probably a Steve, cause I had a lot of ancillary <laughs> dudes. <laughs> 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 and, uh, but that, I mean, there, there's, there's,
0: I, I, but you're, but you, it's only, it's not because you didn't want to do yeah. police work. That's the problem with the ancillary duties because you're, you want to get away from police work. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're not like doing just, you know, constant SWAT training, but you never made an arrest for fucking 10 years. Yeah. You right, know what I mean? Right, that's right, different.
2: Right. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about,
0: <laughs> you know, um, as far as that's internally, as far as like, oh, these guys don't do shit. Like. I gotta be honest with you, bro. Until I went to the the track, the emergency vehicle track, and I saw like motors school, a motorman school for motors. I was like, these guys just fucking ride around on motorcycles all day and they just write tickets. What a fucking scam job. Yeah. And then I saw how they handle those fucking motors. Yeah. And I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking work.
3: Yeah. It's well, a, a lot of that's fucking why they take, work. That's why they take pride when they get their yeah. wings. Yeah. Yes. They take yes. a lot of pride in
0: that. Yeah, and a lot of history in those positions, man. I mean, right. I'm I'm like, I, I told so many guys, and I'll tell them now, like, I got a newfound respect for those guys. Yeah. Well, people ask had me like no
2: why didn't I ever want to do motors? Going back to my Because your comment, dad did motors, yeah. right? Yeah. Going back to my comment earlier, you got to know your limitations. Yeah, right? yeah. That's not easy work. It's no. dangerous, dude. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's very dangerous.
2: And um, I just wasn't prepared for yeah. that type of job. Mike. Plus, when you, I love patrol. When you were out at yeah, the track patrol. and you
3: watched these guys, did it inspire you to actually go out and do traffic enforcement?
0: This fucking guy. <laughs> I, I guarantee I've done more traffic than you have. In the last week than you have in a year in your career, bro.
3: Okay. Well, I'm going back to work on Monday, <laughs> and I'll run the figures. Yeah, run the numbers. I'll run the numbers. Yeah, run them. Next. When and the, then arrests the numbers, got, too. Okay. When the, arrests. Uh, real arrests. Career or, arrests. Or handed. Was it career arrests? Not people turning themselves in. All right.
0: Don't 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 bring down the viewers on the right, show with your false sense of
3: fucking pride. Here we go, Steve. Don't
0: do that, <laughs> Lieutenant Steve. Yeah, there it is. That's twice in one episode. There we go. Anyways, Dick this guy always you know go take uh, your pills <laughs> 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 your adhd is really bad right now bro so focus
3: i i, I want wanna... that's
0: the culture from within yeah. going back yeah that's the culture i'm talking about outside perspective when you go in these neighborhoods the first thing it's typical the kids you got slurpy tickets mm-hmm. i'm like no nah, i don't have any they're like well, fuck you you know whatever okay whatever but then you're handing out ice cream. You're doing all these community events. You're giving, 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 mm-hmm. giving, giving, giving when we're giving everything we fucking have mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And now it's like forced. And it's like, oh, if you do this and you make sure you take a picture mm-hmm. and send it so we could tweet it out so we yep. could show that, hey, we're good people, too. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, but, man? But I
3: think the true test of whether or not your community policing is working is when you have somebody drop dead from a homicide at two, three o'clock in the afternoon and none of your community policing officers or patrol officers, their phones aren't ringing with information, Mm -hmm. then you failed. Your your community policing is strictly just for that, which is social media and PR purposes. Right. When we were in community policing, I'll add on this, there was a balance, which was the good, fine citizens in those public housing areas wanted Mm -hmm. people locked up. They didn't yeah. want their kids outside yes. and getting gunned down by a stray bullet. Exactly. Now, the difference was when we were in community policing, when a homicide happened, because in, in, in my particular neighborhood, when I was a community police officer, I had a homicide, a stabbing happen. And it I wasn't even in the neighborhood. And my phone was fucking blowing yep. up and yep. text messages. Hey, go look for Snoopy. He's the guy that did it. He hangs out here. His baby mama he lives this. here. He yeah. drives this. That's when you know your community policing yeah. is working. You can do all the dance videos and you can do all the, you know, cute donut day pictures yeah, whatever, and shit like whatever. that. Whatever. But the, but the proof is in the pudding, which is, is what's your payback for it in the end?
2: Yeah. But wh- what's the goal to all those activities? Exactly. See, mm-hmm. to, in my opinion, going out there with, uh, some people call them chotskis or giveaways, mm-hmm. Trotsky. <sighs> yeah, well, but you do that for I would say for the kids because mm-hmm. it's ingrained in the kids' right. heads. Yeah. And, yes. And and that's what they understand. Yes. They they don't understand, you know, it, it's not for the adults. Right go out there inter- intermingle with the kids give them the, so they understand you know what the I don't know what my mom's telling me yeah I don't know why my dad's this this officer was it's, nice it's so there's yeah. got to be a there's got to be a good mix it, of both
3: it's funny that you say that because when I eventually came took over as the sergeant of community policing my mission statement that I wrote for the unit was and I can say this now because I'm not there anymore is is my mission statement was 13 and below. Yeah. That's what we needed to target was 13 and below, which means lunch at elementary schools, giveaways, yes. Slurpee coupons, playing baseball with the kids, anything above 13, unfortunately in this day, you've lost them. That's right. And I, I even say, I would venture to say the 12, 13 age is probably yeah, too old yeah, even yeah, now. Yeah, no, 11 and uh, under, bro. But 10 you and can, under. But, but if you catch somebody that's really got a good head on their shoulder, the yes. 12, 13, you can switch them over. Mm-hmm. But that was always my guys. I would always direct them 13 and below. So we did yeah. the the teen law enforcement academy. We did baseball games, flag football yeah. games, all these different things. To give them that that different impression of the police.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, is that these things have always been happening. Yeah, this isn't have, yes. like a new thing. This no. has been decades and decades. It's just because They've social been doing media this. has
3: changed yeah. the way that we police in a way. Well,
0: but it's it's become a requirement. Now. Well, it has to before, be. F- it's, it's not natural. A, I don't know if it's it's requirement. like requirement. It's more focused. It is, bro. Because they're constantly oh, give us this, yeah. give us that, give us this, give us that. Everything on social media is like, you know, this officer. You know, they, you know, they cut someone's yeah. fucking grass. Or okay, yeah. great. Good job. Yeah. We do that all the time, bro. Yeah. That's nothing fucking new. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's like, it's like I was talking to a bunch of guys at night about, um, you know, CPS, child protective services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is isn't me, not one of us in this room would not ever leave a scene. If it was that bad where we felt that someone needed to step in and do something. And that was like a thing, like, cause the CPS is like, Oh, we'll follow up next week. Or most of these, you know, they're like, we'll talk. and it's like, no, 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 no. You fucking gotta get someone out here right now. This is a bad situation. We're calling here. you for a reason. Yeah, they were calling you for a fucking reason. You need to come out yeah. here now, not put this off till next right. week. Yeah. And and that becomes personal to us in that respect. You know what I mean? Because we care about the community. We care about these kids. We care about, you know, people's livelihood and their and their and their lives that they're living and and want to make a better condition for them. So right. but and, and and there's and each cop. Each officer that I spoke to, we we all brought it up because there was a situation that happened and it was bad. They said they they told me this morning when I was coming to midnight guys leaving. They were telling me they were like, it's the worst I've ever seen. And it was like eight kids in this house. And it was mm-hmm. a fucking drug overdose. To get, it, look, it doesn't look like the guy's going to make it. But they were like, you know, making these phone calls. And they're like, oh, him and Han, like, oh, because it was the weekend. And they were like, no, you need to get someone like code enforcement or whatever. I mean, you got to get someone to come out here. But it just goes to show that that's the people behind the badge. Yeah. And that's the kind of shit
3: mm-hmm.
0: when an officer's willing to stake their career mm-hmm. on a call for service because it's the right fucking thing to do. It's not about fucking handing out ice cream. It's about right. this yeah, kind of yeah, stories absolutely. that need to be aired out to the mass media to show, hey, it's that officer. I've, you know, I came in, you know, and there was an officer, um, you know, full uniform. There was a girl, four year old girl left out in the cold, bro, yeah. for four fucking hours. Roaming the city streets, cars whizzing by and and she was freezing mm-hmm. borderline fucking hypothermia. put her in the cruiser. she didn't she's nonverbal. She doesn't know where she lives. She's young and he's on the floor in full uniform, talking to her, giving her snacks, yeah. talking to her and they brought like stuffed animals and shit. That's the kind of fucking shit people need to see, man, mm. yeah. because that happens every day. It does every happen every day, day with police officers. It does
2: happen every day. But unfortunately, that's not what people want to hear about police. Mm. Yeah. So well, we're going to so fucking we, change that. We with have the to be Guardian our own, foundation because yeah.
0: they're not going to have a yeah. fucking
2: choice because we have to. We have to. The, the media is directing the narrative. We have to yeah, take exactly. that narrative. Yeah. And we got to go have to war with it. And we like have what's to, going on in New York. Yeah. Right yeah we have to change that narrative the media isn't going to do it for us and that's that's probably one of the only things i like about social media yeah because i have nothing on social media yeah or
3: podcasts
2: or Or podcasts yeah that's exactly that's the reason
3: why we have so many fans is because this is non-filtered this is non-censored uh and going to what mike said about new york city um i mean what what fucking big bird is doing in new york city mayor de blasio with the bail reform Uh, Listen, we got a lot of fans from the NYPD. Matter of fact, I just got an inbox message on uh, Instagram from um, an NYPD officer um, that shot me a picture of her listening to our show um, in her cruiser. So listen, guys, we feel you. We hear you. The Bail reform is absolutely fucking insane. Um, I read an article the other day, $7 million fentanyl ring broken up by the nypd's narcotic unit fantastic job they get to court they're released in the same fucking day within hours Mm um the uh governor cuomo uh fucking knucklehead with big bird um bail reform uh concert tickets gift cards to guarantee that you come back to court that's absolutely fucking insane Ah, uh, these guys are out there busting their ass. They're getting fucking heckled. They're getting their cars spray painted. They get shit thrown at them. They get punched and kicked in the face. And they arrest these people. And your bail reform, uh, the politicians in there, AOC, and all these other fucking idiots that are in Let there them go. are just letting them, Let them walk go. right out. And and, and then, no you're bail. Gonna, then you're gonna wonder why the fucking crime is through the roof. And uh, the sergeant of the of the um, sergeant's benevolence association declares war on de Blasio and he gets Lynch, all fucking oh, he, Lynch. Yeah. Uh, no, not Pat Lynch. Not the other Pat guy. Lynch. Pat Lynch is the uh, regular the PBA PBA guy. And Pat, he's a Pat, fucking rock star. Pat, Pat did a fucking Shout
0: out to Joe. Pat Lynch, yeah, bro. Pat, holding Pat it down.
3: Lynch. So these two officers get am- ambushed by the same scumbag. Um, this guy gets his fucking face pounded into the ground um, while he's in the hospital. He's telling cops. Uh, that are on the protective detail that when he gets out, he's going to kill cops. He's going to kill more cops. Uh, He shoots one guy uh, sitting, one officer sitting in a van, ambushes him, then walks into a precinct, precinct, shoots a lieutenant in the shoulder. Um, And if it wasn't that the NYPD officers went to the courthouse and flooded the courthouse uh, during arraignment, and Pat Lynch and the uh, Sergeants Benevolence Association president fucking spoke up, this guy with the new bail reform would have been out in hours, fucking crazy, within fucking man. hours. Uh, and and Pat, uh, I want to go back to the sergeant of the SP, SSPBA or the um, PBA. He declares war on De Blasio, and he gets all up in arms, and he's like, you know, this is a travesty. No, you've been declaring war on the police in New York for fucking years, yeah. years. Your rhetoric and your crony friends and and politicians have put a target on these officers' backs and i got family and friends that are NYPD officers, sergeants, lieutenants and detectives. And what you're doing, you're a, you're a fucking clown. Like you're putting these officers' lives in danger with your rhetoric. This bail reform, now you're admitting that the bail reform is the reason for the for the crime spike? No fucking shit, big bird. No fucking shit. Who wants to fucking lock anybody up? And 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 the thing is is if you're not going to fucking step up and you're not going to change this, then these officers are going to just stop making fucking arrests, and anarchy. Oh, I, think, gonna they're, take I over. think
0: they're already there, they're already bro. There. And they're they're look there. at Baltimore. Oh Baltimore's yeah, Baltimore. Look but, at Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah.
3: Chicago. Yeah.
0: Chicago. Can't get a fucking commissioner up there. The bro.
3: fact that you're celebrating that two feet of snow put a dent in your homicide rate in Chicago yeah. over the weekend. Yeah. And the mayor cut the cut the Chicago Police Department's budget, and is scratching her big dumb fucking head, wondering why crime is skyrocketing in Chicago.
0: It doesn't you wonder take... why cops are taking their own fucking lives.
3: Yeah. yeah. At alarming rates yeah. at alarming in these rates. main areas in these yeah.
0: main police departments.
3: Baltimore, Baltimore can't even fucking they can't even hire officers yeah. fast enough with the amount of people that are fucking walking out the front door. And the NYPD, what? the majority of these guys that are working in the NYPD, the guys and gals that are working in there, it's just hard. Just 100 yeah. percent fucking hard. They want to do the job. They want to do the job. They get paid shit. Their pensions are, are dwindling. Their benefits are dwindling. Dwindling, and then they got this big fucking big bird, fucking telling them yeah. that that he's you're gonna fucking allow...
0: community meetings with gang members and the shit. The guy Did doesn't you see even fucking. Shit?
3: The guy doesn't even fucking stroll out of bed until twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Bro, he's, he's a, a clown. worst fucking, he's a fucking mayor. Clown. He's destroyed. Shit, he's dude. destroyed my home that I grew up in, where I had yeah. two children, and I just sickened by what I see. The bail reform thing is just just the beginning. And and the Commonwealth is is just right behind it with this two A bullshit and and mm. and all this other stuff. I know Charlie's Charlie's <laughs> fucking like he he's Charlie's bit bleeding and biting his tongue bleeding. And I'm telling you right now, you know you you know are you can transcribe <laughs> this. This is Nick. I am not. I, I'll say it again. I am not no, going to confiscate is. anybody's fucking guns. Anybody. Well, first of all, with our agency, you can't even go confiscate them anyway because it doesn't pass the threat matrix. But, but I'm not going to do it. I took an and oath to on the constitution. It's
0: never going to And happen. I'm
3: not going to do it. And any Before politicians God. that think that that that's a good idea, yeah, exactly. You're, you're And that, what what's ironic about it is, is these are the same politicians. That motherfuck us every chance that they get, yeah. and now they want to use us as their soldiers to go and confiscate yeah. firearms. I, and if I, I th- can't confiscate, I will give okay. you a minute because this is going to be good for <laughs> you. It's going to need five. <laughs> and 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 if you if I can't confiscate oh your guns, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to restrict your magazines. Yeah. So that's your that's your yeah. that's your that's your behind, which is, is no 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 no. I'm not going to take your AR-15s, and I'm not going to take your weapons. You can only have magazines with a nine-round uh, capacity.
0: You know you know what I always tell people when they they get up, they call me, so many guys call me, and they're like, hey, bro, are you going to do this? And I'm like, know, no, same. it's unconstitutional. Same. I'm not going to do it because, same. and you know, when I talk to the recruits, I'm like, is this a con? Did you not swear until I uphold the Constitution United Seats? Yes or no? And they're like, yes, sir. And I'm like, then that's the end of the conversation. Yep. It's We're it. not going to go down on it. It's nothing to be discussed. Yeah. It's a done deal. And secondly, have you seen what these motherfuckers have in their house yeah. Yeah. i go shooting with some dudes that have legit fucking and we and it's again fra- it's virginia these people demilitarized us and we cannot go up against that we don't no. have the level rated mm-hmm. vests we don't have the level ra- it's a fucking militia yeah. so you know what if you can't beat them join them <laughs> that's what i say <laughs>
3: <Yee-hoo, boy. laughs> you, you won't come get my guns boy
2: <laughs> well let me tell you this story i i went Please. recently down to richmond when you they sure had did. the when they had the two-way rally oh boy and um my myself and but uh, hold on yes
0: why one thing that you always what did you always have hanging up in your office
2: I, I, <laughs> in a big big ass <laughs> i've had i had three things i had the constitution Don't tell us
3: about the third one
2: the declaration oh, no, <laughs> an american flag that's Baldwin right triangle that's and right. um I also, in my office, I, I went and purchased small pocket constitutions and yeah, tried to get I them away. I still have one.
0: Yeah. I keep it on the road. And
2: anybody would come in my office, I tried to get them to get And me. a flag. Yeah. hmm And it, it's just, it, I, when I went to the 2A rally in Richmond a couple of weeks back, you would have you thought that the place was going to be in lockdown. And it was, but mm-hmm. not for the reasons that they think. It was such a nice, nice. It was like a brotherhood. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get down there. And now, f- first of all, everybody there's friendly. There's families there. Yeah. There are people passing out little flags. It, so we're walking. We, we go from the parking lot and then we get and eventually get to the area where the, the rally is being held. Now, they they cordoned off because of the state of emergency, the areas where the speakers were. Mm-hmm. There were three times as many people in the streets in the surrounding area. Mm. And I heard our favorite legislator, AOC, say, if you look at Fucking what idiot. if you if you look at what's going on down in Richmond, they don't care about these white nationalists because they didn't have the police out there. Oh my God. Let me tell you something about the police. I was. They were there. They were. They were. They were all over the place. <laughs> they were all over because you had Virginia State, you had Richmond, mm-hmm. and you had the capital, the Richmond Capitol Police, and all these other police agencies from all these other tiny jurisdictions. I didn't identify myself as a retired officer or law enforcement at all, but I walked up to this one guy in Richmond, and he was sitting behind a barrier. But prior to walking up, I watched him for a while. People up there shaking his hand. Taking selfies yeah. with people and and smiling, laughing, interacting, just like it was a, a, a nice dinner. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I walked up to him and said, Hey, how are y'all doing? I'm shake hand. I shake his hands. I want well, thank you for being out here and keeping us safe. Mm-hmm. And I said, Have you had any problems with anybody? And he's mm-hmm. like, Are you kidding me? He goes, Look who's out here. You think there's there's li- <laughs> And I'm not gonna, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna say I, I got his name, but I'm certainly not gonna say it. But he says, "Do you think those wastes are gonna come down here, and start attacking people?" Mm-hmm. That's absolutely not gonna happen. And because they're fucking pussies. Well, I asked him, and I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologize. Well, no, it's, all it's, right, it's Mike, true. Mike,
3: relax. Sorry.
2: And, and during their during the staging of all this, the couple days before, they were talking about the CDU, the service, dis- the the civil disturbance unit. And one guy, he said, one of the sergeants in the meeting sort of laughed out and said, our civil disturbance units are going to be the citizens on the streets. If yeah, anything happens, exactly. they're going to respond. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right.
2: And, but I, I, I never, I never understood mm-hmm. why people, and, and again, going to the narrative, the media narrative, what I told, talked earlier about, you would have thought the whole world was ending. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I was listening and this is this is what the the good the greatest thing is. Prior af, right after the uh the speeches were given, people were handing out trash bags.
3: Yeah, I saw that. I saw that.
2: I it was it was the most amazing thing. I didn't get one because they ran the guy who passed them out ran he ran out of them. But people were picking up trash. They were going, guys. These guys dressed in tactical gear. There's was an orange sticker that says "gun saves lives," and they were some fell off and they were on. The, they were down there with their folding knives, scraping him off the. Oh, wow! Wow! It was something to see. Is, is it true?
3: Mm. Is it true that down um, right outside the Capitol building with a governor? uh stays is it true that they were out of face makeup <laughs> <laughs> well, blackface i will, bro I was trying to be subtle
2: i, I will uh, say
0: this
3: this uh, is it's his picture not mine in, in this well they determined it wasn't him he's one of the two
2: yeah <laughs> well i will say Those okay so he was in one of kkk pants right is that... yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs>
0: So I mean what's anyway Mr KKK governor
2: there was this there was this African American gentleman so this is the episode in in the big crowd there was this African American gentleman walking through the crowd and he said he was yelling this he goes hello everybody I want to thank you all for being here I'm, I'm governor northam
3: <laughs> oh my
2: <laughs> and he goes <laughs> I, uh, I'm dressed up today. <laughs> uh, oh,
0: my. That should have made CNN. <laughs> it
2: was funny.
0: Fake news. And I believe I hilarious. may have that
2: on tape. So I, if I yeah, have yeah, yeah. we'll it, we'll loop I
0: may need we'll that. I may need that. We'll need it for the show.
2: But it was uh, that whole experience there. And I've been to, and again, without giving away my politics, I've mm-hmm. been to Tea Party rallies. Yeah. Again, it's the same thing. It's always cleaner afterwards than it is. Yeah. When, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. So
0: listen man, I can't thank you enough. Are you going to stick around for another episode? I love it. Certainly will. Ah, All my right. man. All right. Thanks for the knowledge.
3: Okay. All right, ladies like and, and gentlemen. Like and
0: share and like. Be uh, safe. Live your legacy.
3: Couple of things. Rollcallroom.com. Uh we need you to go on iTunes. Uh give us 5 stars and a comment. It's very, very important. We want to climb the charts. And on iHeartRadio too, and bro. iHeartRadio and Pandora. Yeah. Uh, check them out. Uh, we want you to check out BlueHelp.org. Uh, today, currently, uh, year to date, we got 24 suicides. we got to do better. To. we got to do better mm-hmm. than that, folks. 24. That's crazy. Uh, go ahead and email me at not Nick at RollCallRoom.com. Mike at RollCallRoom.com. Uh, the video will be up on Facebook. Uh, and as always, thank you guys for tuning in and welcome Belgium and, um, what was it? Belize, right? Belize. Belize. Yeah. Not Belgium. Brazil Brazil. 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 Okay. All right. <coughs> oh,
2: motherfucker. You got a job to do. down at the time. And that's when I met you. Standing on your mama's porch.
0: Told
3: me that she waits for me